Welcome to Stupsin. Stupsin is a series of Dharma talks by Anthony Osler, Dai Chong Osho, the guiding teacher at Poplar Grove Zendo in South Africa, and a former Zen monk. The talks draw from traditional Zen teachings and koans to make them relevant wherever we live and whatever life we lead. If you feel inspired by these teachings and would like to make an offering to support Stupsin, you can go to our website, stupsin.co.za, to find out how. One thing uh, struck me the other day uh, during a retreat that we have various terrains in which we practice and we deal with that in talks during retreat, we deal with that in interviews with the teacher and and, and it's just a, a particular way of looking at our practice. And I, I'm using kind of traditional vocabulary for this and then our job will be, of course, to blow it all up. One feature of meditation practice, of Zen practice as a whole, is to develop the kind of attention that we call a mirror mind, a deep mirror mind. It's a fundamental part in different ways of both the Taoist and the Buddhist traditions that form the container we know as Zen. And mirror mind, <coughs> excuse me, mirror mind is just the very simple sense that when we experience something, we see it as it is without adding anything, without taking anything away. So that when we see the green tree, there's just the green tree. There's not my ideas of how beautiful it is, how new it is, what its Latin name is, uh, all of that. So that a mirror mind simply means seeing things as they are. We use the words suchness as well, uh, thusness, as it isness of everything. And in the Chinese styled vocabulary of Zen, we this is a fundamental first step in an immediate experience of this life. Not this life with our opinions, conclusions and questions added onto it, but sometimes just as it is. Okay, the baby in your arms, the dog outside, Okay, the cat rubbing her fur against your ankles. 
That's mirror mind, what we call mirror mind. And in a sense, our mindfulness practice, our zazen practice, our meditation practice is about developing, first of all, the awareness of how much we always add to our experience and how and to see how that addition really undermines the, the, the brightness of our experience. So mirror mind is what, is what we develop. Um, the late Korean Zen teacher, uh, Sun Sung, who we used to call De Sun Sanim, he, he used to say, when green comes green, when red comes red, uh, sugar is white, sugar is sweet. Th that style of practice, and that's an important part of our practice. It's almost the, the first step that we keep with us forever. And the great haiku poet uh, Basho, Japanese uh, haiku poet, has a beautiful um, little piece about this. He says, if you want to learn about the tree, you must go to the tree and let nothing stand between you and it. If you want to learn about the tree, you must go to the tree and let nothing stand between you and it. There are a lot of koans uh, in the Zen tradition that deal with this. Uh, Koans like, what is Buddha, or why did Bodhidharma come from India, uh, which are all just ciphers for what is the meaning of this life we're in, uh, where the answer uh, typically is the cypress tree in the garden. That style of teaching where we just need to drop our endless thinking about things and allow the world to touch us. Boom. Then we find that we can kind of, in quotation marks, get that style of teaching so that if we asked what Zen is, we can say, oh, the tree is green, the sky is blue. And that's true. But by then it's become a sort of learnt response, which we use uh, almost as a protective device uh, for our true lack of knowing what's going on. And, and we... we yeah, we go around saying the sky is blue, the tree is green, sugar is sweet, and uh, then we need a big whack. Okay, uh, 
and that's that's our next job in this practice. We need to give the mirror mind some legs, really. And here, the, the phrase that's often used is uh, a Chinese phrase called Wu Wei, spelt, I suppose, W-U-W-E-I. Wu Wei, action. Wu Wei means acting in a way that is indivisibly intimate with our life, with our experience. It means action that arises from mirror mind and uh, gives it wings or legs. So that if we go back to Desun Sanim's teachings, um, he would say, uh, ah, driving car, very good, driving car, red light, red, green light, green. But if you just say to yourself, ah, red light, red, uh, your car doesn't stop at the intersection, you don't put on the brakes and there's a huge pileup. Okay, uh, sort of chaos style. Okay, so we need to take the truth of the light is red and put on the brake. And when the light is green, it's not just, ah, light is green. Ah. It's, okay, now I press the accelerator because everyone behind me is shouting and cursing and hooting and all of that. So we, we, we make our, our practice and our life more real in that way. And however much we need to, to see what is before us, it's not a static uh, image. It's always moving and we're always responding. And you can see already that the, the language and images we're using are, are starting to fall apart. But it's all pointing to some kind of aliveness in a sort of static mindfulness way, if you like, as well as uh, an action that arises out of that, what we call embodiment action. And then uh, another terrain that is connected with this with, um, is the terrain of, of reflection and consideration, where we stand back from uh, the entire experience that we have and we, we, we say to ourselves, ah yes, in this way I become one with the Tao or the way. In this practice of mirror mind uh, with legs, I am able to become an intimate part of this transforming reality that is uh, birth and growth and maturity and decay and death and transformation. This unfathomable process which 
even if I cannot understand it, I am clearly part of it. And when I am part of it in this immediate way, I am uh, instinctively alive. And when I withdraw from it and resist it or try and control it, I am instinctively uh, suffering in some way, alienated distant and so in in part our in our practice we reflect it we philosophize if you like we think about life and we think about practice and in all of these terrains common terrains of of a practice and life we we need to uh, apply the, the real teaching of Zen, which is that having uh, built up this picture of our practice, we now uh, blow it up. And th there's a lovely koan um, from this collection called Entangling Vines, Golly, I just realized that if I hold it up in my screen, it looks backward. Okay, so perhaps to you it looks f forward, <laughs> but uh, to me it looks like complete nonsense, which is a perfect description of what this koan work is about. Um, and it's case number 14 of entangling vines called Shang Shen's Chaos, <laughs> which also... Um, serves as to be a perfect description where the two uh, teachers Ling Yun and Shang Shen are, are sort of talking and debating and challenging each other and I, I won't read the names because they'll only distract you but the one asks what is it to closely resemble the pure realm of enlightenment it is like the infinite luminosity of a mirror, says Ling Yun. Is there then a way or a need to go even beyond this? He is asked. There is, replied Ling Yun. Then what is this transcendence? He is asked. Ling Yun says, smash the mirror, then you and I can meet. Bah! Okay, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Only when we smash the mirror uh, can we meet. Or alternatively put, the smashing of the mirror is already the meeting. And we're just using words because this is the medium that we're communicating now. But at every corner we are sort of pointing beyond this. And beyond this doesn't mean uh, conceptually uh, another realm. We have to blow up that idea. Conceptually, uh, the world of emptiness and the world of the 10,000 things uh, are one world. So when we blow up the ideas, we still have our buttocks on the cushion we still have the ticking of the clock in our room and uh, 
in your case, maybe faint sounds of traffic through the window. And then, and then we find that this uh, practice of seeing things as they are, uh, of, of giving it legs, of reflecting it, um, all as it falls away, it doesn't fall away into a, a meaninglessness again. Demolishing the concepts means making it real, like a child. And, uh, yeah, the touch of a child, the sound of a child. Uh, and sometimes uh, I enjoy reading a uh, story, a fiction, uh, where this kind of thing is, is put beautifully. And I've been reading as, as a gift a, a book called Something About Chemistry, the... Anyway, I can't remember the title of the book, um, but it's about a scientist uh, who can't really get on very well with people, <laughs> but has a very straight, straight kind of life. And she, she has a child, and she brings up this child uh, like she, you imagine she would, and and the the, the child is quite precocious. She's still a baby, and uh, I'd just like to read to you this fun description of uh, being a mother uh, who finds, to her surprise, that her child is actually uh, her teacher. Elizabeth, that's the mother, nodded. Oh, yeah. Last week she'd picked up on Mad. Uh, the baby's name is Mad. They try and call her Madeline in order to make it more respectable, but she won't answer to that name at all. So she's, anyway, she's Mad. Last week she peeked in on Mad during nap time and found the child sitting up in her crib, in her crib, explaining something in earnest to 6.30. Uh, 6.30 is the name of the dog because they found him at 6.30 in the morning, I think. Elizabeth had hung back, watching in wonder as the baby, wobbling back and forth like a bowling pin threatening to topple, waved her hands as she chatted a steady stream of consonants and vowels strung together haphazardly like laundry on a line, but delivered with the kind of passion that made it clear she was an expert in whatever she was saying. 6.30 stood next to the crib, wrapped, his nose stuck between the slats, ears tracking every syllable. Mad paused in midair as if she'd just lost her train of thought, then leaned forward again toward the dog and started up. She said, as if clarifying a point. Having a baby. Elizabeth realized was a little like living with a visitor from a distant planet. There was a certain amount of give and take as the visitor leaned, uh, learned your ways and you learned theirs, but gradually their ways faded and your ways stuck, which she found regrettable because unlike adults, her visitor never tired of even the smallest discovery always 
saw the magic in the ordinary. Last month, Mad had let out a shriek from the living room, and Elizabeth ruined her work to rush to her side. What is it, Mad? she said, swooping in like a helicopter in a war zone. What's wrong? Mad, wide-eyed, looked back at her as she held up a spoon. Look at this, she was saying. It was right here on the floor. Just wonderful aliveness, you know. You, you don't find that in Dharma commentaries. So fiction, fiction's the way, I'm afraid, fiction's the way. Otherwise, koan work uh, will have something of the same flavor, uh, a sense of, of story. Um, I started working on another little piece of writing, um, which I'd love to share with you just because it feels like a meeting of friends here. And it hasn't got very far, but I thought that reading it aloud may, <laughs> may take it somewhere. And of course it may not either. And um, so this is starting out as uh, notes from the raft. Um, or emergency instructions from the lifeboat. Um, where it's heading, I don't know, but I, I just felt a little mischievous this morning. Um, so here we are, lining up at the jetty again, our sparkling new robes, shaven heads, high heels, uh, smartphones and diamonds, off by raft to the other shore, uh, tickets from the ferryman, pamphlets and promises, roll up, roll up, Nirvana cruises, to cost you all you've got. Entertainment all the way from teachers, poets, patriarchs, Buddhas, um, charlatans, sunsets and bird calls. <laughs> wind in my face, wind at my back, family journeys, like all of them, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Romances on the after deck, kisses on the bridge. Uh, I can't even read this. Searching the far horizon, and like anything attained with the pulling of oars, we head onward while we face backward, uh, watching what we know grow small. And then, just as I'm not looking, a bump and I step onto the honeyed land, sand between my toes, gazing around me at the new kind of poplars, hummingbirds, uh, chrysanthemums. Or maybe uh, they are the old kinds, just so uh, unassailably radiant this time around. And from there I walk on with my own two feet, Except it's no longer only my own two feet. There's a thrumming beside me. 10,000 footsteps, 20,000 maybe, millions, singing and drumming. Singing and drumming. And yet, however loudly we celebrate, we cannot drown out the shouts from the place where we started out. 
from the cry of lambs. So we place our ba bags beside the water's edge once more, making a chain back over the river with hands, arms, shouts, poems, sutras, buddhas, sunsets, bird calls, wind and the eaves, until we find ourselves back again where we began, embracing, weeping, touching faces with our fingers, reassuring, comforting, persuadering, wondering who believes us now, who believes the words from where we've just been and all try to speak louder or more softly. And then the longing begins all over again, the confusion, the search. Now it's difficult to see which bank is which and where the suffering begins and where it ends. We cannot do otherwise, so to and fro we go, from shore to shore, from shore to shore, arms weak, breath short, voices calling on every side, and us answering. And then somewhere in the middle of the current, the raft begins to tilt and sink, Life jackets gone, internet gone. We link arms and we stand, singing our songs and blowing our trumpets, leaving only a sunset, south wind, the barking of dogs and children's tears. You, my friend, and me, this lapping against the waterline, this the soft, wet splash of grace, leaving only sunset, south wind, barking of dogs and children's tears, and you, my friend, and me, and this lapping against the waterline, this the soft, wet splash of grace. Huh. There you go. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for your wonderful life that we share. <laughs>